Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. It's a very familiar verse, and I've got it on my mind today. I want to give you a couple of thoughts out of it. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I want to deal with that phrase, abounding in the work of the Lord. The word work has become a an ugly word to many in this generation. Um, boy, we need to go back to how our grandparents and before those lived, work was life. And this one verse, uh, where it comes at, at the end of this passage, it's the last of this great chapter. It's full of challenge. It's full of appeal. Uh, it's most definitely meant by the Apostle Paul to, you know, to to engage people in the work of the Lord with joy, to engage people in the work of the Lord with full confidence. But I love how Paul begins it. I just want to give you three thoughts because I want to give you three. He addresses the work of the Lord. Watch this now. The first thing Paul does, he addresses the people. He starts out writing this, Therefore, my beloved brethren, he addresses the people. These are his brothers and his sisters in Christ. These are fellow believers that the Apostle Paul is, is speaking to. And from the chapter, we, we learn in verse 1, 2, and 11 that Paul is talking and addressing those that had received the gospel, who had believed, and who had been saved. In verse 1, he said, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached unto you. Verse 2, by which you are also, he said, also which you have received. Verse 2 said, by which also you are saved. He said, you've been preached to, you received it, and you got saved by it. And then he says in verse 11, Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so you believe. So in the Lord's work, the workers have got to be God's people. Amen? I think the greatest uh, problem in the modern church is a lot of people are um, engaged in ministry that have not been ministered to. You can't help someone until you've been helped yourself. Uh, it's like I heard years ago someone say, you can't take anyone further than you've been. And so if you're going to be in the work of the Lord and abound in the work of the Lord, you're going to have to first know that you're saved. He said, beloved brethren, you've got to know you're saved. He addresses the workers. Before you can serve, you've got to be a son. You know, in the Lord's work, the workers have always been God's people. Matthew 21, 28 says this, uh, What think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. So the first question is, am I a son of God? Am I a child of God? Uh, Galatians 3.26 says, For ye are the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. And before you can serve, you've got to be a son. 
No one is qualified to be in the work of the Lord that has not been first uh, that has not first been born again. So the first truth of this passage is he addresses the people. They're children of God. But then I'll show you this. He addresses not only the people, but he addresses the the uh, purpose. Now watch this. He goes on to give a reason why we should engage in the work of the Lord. And the reason is referred to by the use of one word, and it's a very important word in the Bible, therefore. Anytime you see the word therefore, you need to find out what it's there for. Therefore takes you back. Therefore goes backward into the chapter. He said, therefore, <clears throat> because of these things, be steadfast. He gives us the motive, the purpose, the reason. He's addressed the people, and now he addresses the purpose. What is it that constrains us to be in the work of God? I don't know about you, but I want to abound in the work of God. I don't want to just get through this life. I want to have an abundant life. What constrains us to be in the work of God? What impels us to be in the work of God? And if you look up 2 Corinthians 5.14, there's a great answer to the question. He says this, For the love of Christ constraineth us. For the love of Christ constraineth us. Now here he has said, therefore. And so Paul is giving us the purpose of being in the work. The reason we're to stand firm. The reason we're to be constant. The reason we're to be consistent and committed. Why? Therefore. Now this is verse 58. So you got to go back. you got 57 verses that, that come before this therefore. And in verse 1 through 3, you know why we should be in the work of God? Because we have a glorious gospel to proclaim. You know why we should be in the work of God? Because from verse 4 to verse 20, we have a risen Lord that is alive. In verses 21 through 50, you know why we should be in the work of the Lord? Because we're going to live again. We're going to rise again. Do you know why we should be in the work of the Lord? Verse 51, 52, and 53, the Lord is coming back again. And again, why we should be in the work of the Lord, verse 54 to verse 57, because death and sin and Satan and hell have been overcome. Do you understand what use it would be for us to preach the gospel and serve God if there was no resurrection? If sin and death and hell had not been conquered? I'm telling you, the reason I can abound in the work of the Lord is because it's a good work. It's a good work. It's a work that's going to last for eternity. It's a work that's going to matter. I know we have to work in this world. Uh, maybe some of you are listening to this podcast on your way to work, or maybe on your way home from work, or maybe while you're at work. And sometimes, you know, it gets frustrating because we feel like the work on earth, it has no purpose. You know, I know it pays the bills and I know it gets us what we need and I know it helps us, you know, give our children a future. But every one of us have felt that, man, why am I doing what I'm doing? Well, that's not the way it is in the work of the Lord, because in the work of the Lord, we have confidence that we've got a glorious gospel. We have confidence that we have a risen Savior. We have confidence that we're going to rise again. We have confidence in the coming of the Lord and we have confidence 
that Satan and sin and death and hell had been defeated. That's the purpose. That's why we work. So Paul addresses the people. You've got to be saved if you're going to work for the Lord. He addresses the purpose, why we do what we do. And then he addresses the production. Because Christian service is, is described by Paul as the work of the Lord. Now, I'm going to tell you why some people quit on God, quit on the church, quit on the Bible, quit on the Holy Spirit, because it was their work and not His work. Boy, we need to get a hold of that truth. You talk about a treasure of truth. It's what we call our podcast. You want to talk about a treasure of truth. Christian service is the work of the Lord. If it's your work, you're going to be discouraged. You're going to get discouraged when somebody doesn't appreciate it. If it's your work, you're going to be lifted up in pride when things are going well, and you're going to be in despair when things are going bad. But the work is the work of the Lord. The work of the Lord is either the work that He is doing or it is the work that we are doing in His name. It's His work. He's the great worker. John 5, 17 said, My Father worketh hitherto, and I work. It's His work, but it's also become our work because 2 Corinthians 6, 1, for we are workers together with Him. We are workers together with Him. Mark 16, 19, and 20 is a good illustration of the work of the Lord. You can do the comparisons of the studies and see the picture jesus the worker in heaven his servants going forth to do his work and the lord from heaven working with them so we learn that the work of the lord it's his work and it's accomplished in and through us boy we need to understand that it's a great work man this work is a great work it's a sacred work it's a it's a, a work that has uh, various angles to it. Man, God, God gave us a work to do. I say this, it's a hard work. It's a hard work. Paul said in verse 30, and we, why stand we in jeopardy every hour? It's not easy. A lot of t people today are finding, you know, that, that when you start to do a work for God, there's enemies that come against you, and people get frustrated but it's his work. And then I'll say this, it's an exciting work. If you read the, the life story of the Apostle Paul and, and see all that God was able to do with him, and I think about that today, how I want to do something for God. You know, what we, you know why we're saved? Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. We rejoice in the finished work of Calvary. And I want to say this, if he finished his work, I want to finish my work for him. And I'll say this, a big, big, big thing. It's the work of the Lord. It's the work of the Lord. When you look at your ministry, when you look at your church, when you look at your, whether you're a pastor or a Sunday school teacher or a singer or a deacon or what have you, your ministry, what your, what your part of the ministry is, I want to ask you, is it your work 
or is it his work? Because if it's your work, you're going to either have pride or you'll have discouragement. Because if it's your work and it's going good, you'll have pride. If it's your work and it's going bad, you'll have discouragement. But if it's his work, if it's his work, then you're saying, God, this is your work. I'm just going to do what you allow me to do. I pray this all the time. I'm a pastor, and I use the term my church. People ask me, Brother Jeremy, how's your church? And I understand that. I'm the under-shepherd. I understand all that. But you know something that really gave me a lot of victory a few years ago? I took my hands off of it. I pray this all the time. God, this is your church. I can't fix it. I can't settle this problem. I can't straighten out this issue. And so if you can't do nothing with them, I sure can't do nothing with them. And I lay the church constantly at the feet of Jesus because it's his work. I want you to get involved in the work of the Lord today. The work of the Lord. He addressed the people. He addressed the purpose. And he addressed the production. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Hey, that work involves you going out today and being salt and light in this world. You're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. It needs you to illuminate it and purify it. If you're listening in the evening, why don't you plan right now? I'm going to get up in the morning, pray, read my Bible, get filled with the Holy Ghost, and abound in the work of the Lord. And until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.